Hey, one more thing before you go. In this episode, the third of four on the Akashic Records, with each giving a unique perspective to reading and applying that knowledge of the betterment of one's life, we're going to explore an understanding of the depth influency of spiritual wisdom and the pathways to happiness, fulfillment, and personal evolution. I'm your host, Michael Hurst. Welcome to One More Thing Before You Go. My guest in this episode is Sharon Karen. She's a spiritual, intuitive, and Akashic Records expert. She had a near-death experience that ignited a profound connection to the spiritual world. Her purpose is nurturing that soul purpose and personal power. Sharon is also an author, a speaker, and a coach. Her life work now evolves around the Akashic Records, helping individuals connect with their soul purpose, embrace their personal power, and find fulfillment in their lives. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. So wonderful to be here with you. Well, I th- you know, I, we all we all would like to know what else is out there. We all want to know what if. I, I think we all have this innate, you know, desire within ourselves to say, "Why am I here? What am, what's my purpose? Um, why why did I pick this life that I'm into? Why did I pick the parents that I'm that I'm with, or the kids that I have, and and you know, things like this?" I think. Um, so it, it's, I think these are the kind of things that, that the Akashic records might kind of help us understand, uh, get a deeper understanding, I should say of those, right? Totally. And that's the reason that I do what I do, because when I had my first reading, when my mother died, you know, I could feel her heavy in my space and I knew something was wrong. I hadn't had my reading yet. And I called the woman cause I was supposed to have had it. I said, my something's wrong. We have to do this. And everything that she told me, I already knew, but I didn't have the language. When we're talking about the other dimension, there's a language that our mental body needs to interpret the information. And once we have the rest of the story with the Akashic Records, and then we can you know, understand how to speak about it. That is what gives us all the light and power. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely changed my life. And that's why I do what I do. Kind of like a key. You put a key. (laughs) And I like that. It works. Well, I, I, I know we got a lot to talk about, a lot to share, a lot to educate people on. Um, But I always like to start at the beginning. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Berkeley, California at Alta Bates Hospital. And uh, my parents, I think, actually lived in Alameda at the time. You know, this is near San Francisco. And ever since I was born, I had, I was, a, I've been a mystic at heart. I've always had some knowing, even when I was very, very young, that that somehow everything was going to work out. And I know that that's my, um, you know, that, that it is like my saving grace. It's been in my life just to know that there's something more. Did you, um, what's your family like? Well, that was traumatic. Uh, my, uh, my mother and father fought a lot, yelled and screamed. And it was a very traumatic childhood. I had a younger sister and I used to hold her in the corner when they would be going off, um, you know, yelling and screaming at each other. Finally, my dad left when I was 11. And I love my dad. He's a great guy. And just don't be married to him. And it was, it was really tough. So the, the good thing for me was the house was quiet when he left. And I still saw him on weekends. But when we kind of grow up with that trauma, it, it, uh, it's very interesting how it plays out in our lives. And I'm just so happy and grateful that I've been able to work with that and get over that, um, you know, as I've gotten older. Yeah, I think that, you know, I grew up with two alcoholic parents and they sped up at a very young age and I lost my father at a very long age, a very young age um, through death. He died unexpectedly, but to us it was unexpectedly as a kid. But um, it's one of those things where 
those environments, I think, form a lot of who we are today. Uh, I think that's one reason why I went into law enforcement. I felt that I could uh, make a difference in regard to situations like I had grown up in. Um, but at the same time, it, it, it also formed in me the reason to be a better father, a better husband than, than my parents. No disrespect to my parents because the situation that they were in and, you know, we'd, I, like you, I had to come to grips with an understanding that there were always certain, it's like that old adage, walk them out of my shoes. You know, it took me a little bit to understand where they came from and why they acted the way they did. But I think that it, it helps develop who we are today, like you just said. Did you, um, did you go to university? Um, no, I not uh, not formally. You know, I always took classes. I was always searching for for all the information, um, and I, like I said, I I had a knowing, and I had a knowing that I was different. I didn't kind right. of follow the steps like everybody else did, but it was it was right for me, and I just would listen to that. Did you um? What do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, we all want we all want to be something when we grow up. I, I always wanted to be a cop, actually, um, or a writer, <laughs> or a, an astronaut, or <laughs> you know, I had to go through that whole realm of what do I want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, I from the time I was little, like I said, I took care of everyone. I was even in my name, Sharon Karen. It's like, you know, I, I share and I care. And and it's always been that, um, which has been lovely. And I've just found different ways to do it before I found the Akashic work, you know, I I did body work. I I always knew that I wanted to uplift others and I wanted for for them what I knew and what I had that made me strong. And then I just kind of followed followed that path. But I, I I used to love to go to churches. I went to every church because my parents, my dad was Jewish and my mom was Lutheran. Never the two shall meet. Mm, yeah, so, I, so all my little friends and everything when I was growing mm. up, they all took me to their churches. I've been to every church, synagogue, you know, you name it. You know, I've been there because I love the rituals. I just... It didn't matter what church it was, but the feeling that I had when I was there was connection and love and yeah. Had you grown up with a religious background from either one of them? I mean, that's a unique combination, Jewish and Lutheran. But you know, <laughs> yeah. did you, did your parents provide you a, a, an alternative for, I guess, for exploring that? Not at all. No. They were so they were so trying to do whatever they did <laughs> that you know we were yeah. kind of we were just kind of there hanging out. So everything that I learned I found and I loved it. And and that's what really drove drove me. So that's why I call myself a mystic at heart because it's always been there and I've always been open. I've always known that that there was the rest of the story, but I've always known that it was more than a church. Well, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in your bio, you had a near-death experience. Can we talk about that? I, yes. And this was actually my spiritual slap. I had done the best that I could. I, like I said, traumatic childhood. Uh, when I you know, when I grew up, I, I got married to my childhood sweetheart at 19. We were divorced at 24. He went to Vietnam. You know, it was a, a mess. <clears throat> so we got divorced. The great thing was, well, I cried for three years because I loved him. Uh, however, I was starting to get over it and, you know, date some new people. I was dating this really nice guy, I thought. And I was in this... Uh, this club that we all used to go to. Uh, it was called P Cafe Bohemia. And I was there with my friends and all of a sudden I looked over at the door and there was, was my, you know, my new boyfriend and he had this tall redhead hanging off of his arm. And that was just more than I could bear. So what I did was I told my friends, I'm out of here. I walked past him, didn't say a word, got in my car. I was crying so hard, got on the freeway, not a good thing. 
and I spun out on the freeway over over four lanes and hit the center divider going the opposite direction. And when I I I, what, what happened was, is, is I was up above the car looking down at my body. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I'm out of here. And then suddenly I got pulled back into my body and I started to get out of the car, but I knew if I got out of the car, I would get run over. So I couldn't get out of the car, but the car was stuck on the divider. So I was going back and forth and back and forth. Finally, I got off of that. Now, this is the second U-turn I made across the four lanes of freeway to get off. And by the grace of God, go high. The angels had to be guiding me because everything was black. But I did make it home into my carport. Of course, I couldn't shut the car off because on impact, the key flew out. These guys came walking by and they said, oh, my God, are you OK? And I said, well, my neck hurts a little bit, but. I can't shut the car off. So they, they shut the car off and uh, I was grateful. And then one of my dear friends that lived in the apartment complex was looking for me. So she, she actually took me to St. Rose Hospital. So I was in St. Rose Hospital for about five hours and they had me standing on my head and they had, were doing all the x-rays and all of that. And they sent me home. And they said, well, you're just bruised. You'll be okay in a couple of days. And so the, the next day on Sunday, I had friends came over and they, you know, saw my car and um, gosh, it, it was, it was a crazy time. The, the phone rings and the hospital calls back and they say, you have to come back. I said, I'm not coming back. I was there all night. I'm throwing up. I don't feel good. I'm not coming. And they said, you have to. So my friend that took me the night before said, I'll bring her back. So she brought me back to the hospital. They let me walk in on my own accord, you know, the, me walking in by myself. They had me on a stretcher so fast with sandbags on both sides of my head. Uh, then they put me in a dark room and this doctor came in and he said, um, you have a broken neck. And I laughed. <laughs> I said, people that break their necks are dead. And he said, well, a lot of times they are, but you're not. I said, I know I'm not. <laughs> anyway, there was six days of traction before he could wrap me in a fiberglass body cast. Um, took 50 pounds of weight hanging off my head to try to get the bones back together. Um, and he said, if we could do this naturally, that I because I was young, I would heal and it would be so much better. But if it, the bones didn't grow back together, I'd still have to have the fusion. I said, I'm with you. Whatever you say, that's what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, that's that's what happened. And like I said, by the grace of God, go I. And I knew when I got pulled back in my body that I wasn't done yet. You know, it, it's, that's an amazing story. I can tell you as a traffic investigator, I was a traffic cop <laughs> primarily um, for a good portion of my career. Uh, people don't, you don't have a broken neck and drive home and then hang out and then drive back to the hospital without severe ramifications. So yeah, you had some little divine intervention there, I think. Oh, my angels and God and everybody <laughs> had to be just rooting a little, for me. Just a little, yeah. yeah. So do you remember anything from that? Did we, were you given any kind of a message to say, hey, we we want to open this door for you to kind of explore, like the Akashic Records, for example. We want to open these doors for you to be a little more open to what's on the other side. I knew that. I knew right when it happened that I was blessed. And I knew that whatever it was was important otherwise i would not still be here i, I wouldn't have been there. here i would have i was gonna you know oh i guess i'm out of here and then nope i'm not out of here <laughs> so this is really important so so i never uh i have never um taken for granted being taking a breath or being alive today Life can change in an instant. I mean, that's one thing that I've learned in many, through my personal life as well as through uh, my professional life. Life can change in an instant, and a lot of us don't understand that. And 
when it does, sometimes we're ready for it, sometimes we're not. And um, so you had an opportunity, I think, to reinvent your life in regard to uh, taking your gifts and moving them forward, which I think, <clears throat> if you don't mind, I think maybe we can, um, let's, let's kind of, let's educate some people. I, I know that accessing, you know, these Akashic records, well, first, I mean, I kind of give a description of Akashic in the, in, in the beginning. I hope that- You did a great that, job, by the way. That was did. very, very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. By accessing those records, um, is it true that we can tap into the true and in, in, in like divine nature of our souls? And is it is it? I've got so many things running through my head, and my brain is moving faster than my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, let, let's start there. By accessing those records, can we tap into our, our true um, and divine like nature of our souls? It, it allows yeah. us to kind of see who we are. Absolutely, that's the reason it's so valuable. And that's the reason people feel so um, empowered with the information. And basically, so I'm, I don't do any of this. I work the system. The system is the Akashic Record system. It's like the so, DMV. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so when we work, see, the system's not going to work my way. It's not going to work your way. But the system works the way of the system. That's what I'm able to give to my clients and to people who want the information. So basically what I what I tell them is what their soul wants them to know right now. And it's not about me. I'm just the facilitator. So I'm just I'm I'm the one that gets to, you know, tell people uh, what they already know deep inside, but they don't have the language to talk about it. Like our spirit guides, like, you know, our, our uh, soul, um, you know, our, our soul paths, what we've come here in this lifetime to do. Uh, also, the, our soul groups, our soul families, because our physical families are not our, our soul family. As a matter of fact, they're, they're usually really opposite. And not always, but but a lot of times, very opposite of um, what what we would have what we would have picked. You know what we are um, is divine and blessed. And when we're in the physical, sometimes we forget all the rest of that story, all the rest of that stuff, and and we we kind of do have to. Um, not be so focused on past lives and all this other stuff, but this, but the important essence of us coming into this lifetime is to fulfill our greatness from the other dimension, from the Kashuk records. So it's, it's very personal. Everything that I talk to my clients about in a reading is what their soul wants them to know right now. And, and they always say that they know. And I'm, and that's what I, I start out saying, you know, I'm not going to tell you anything you didn't already know because it's you. I'm just going to give you the language to talk about it. And that's what I love. And I love seeing their faces light up. I love seeing, you know, the difference that happens in that time. Can, can I ask you this? I mean, it, it because the way that you had described this, do uh, you say that we all have the opportunity for us or our own selves to be able to to uh, research our Akashic records, sort of like going to the National Archives? You can walk in the National Archives. You can say, hey, I want to look up this, and then they'll tell you where to go, aisle three, level four, you know, and then you, you go pull those out, and you kind of can start exploring. Uh, can we do that ourselves, or do we have to, are we do we have to go through somebody like you? Do we have to go to somebody that will guide us? And what, and how, um, I, how, and this question, I guess, how are you given the key on my behalf, for example? Well, because your, your soul is asking, uh, this is what your soul wants you to know right now. So usually people will come to me, maybe they've had a really tough go in life and they know it shouldn't be this hard, or they've, you know, had, you know, like maybe a, you know, a broken neck like me or something. And, and we know that there's more, but we don't know what it is. 
all of this information is in the other dimension. And by so what I do to open up your records, I would get your name at birth, any names you've used legally since birth, your date of birth, and a picture of you because I do it remotely. And when I have that information and then you're coming to me for the reading and clearing, the clearing, the most important part, well, it's all important. It's not one's not more than the other, but the first part is who you are on a soul level, your soul profile information. And the second part is the clearing portion. So people come to me when they're ready to hear the rest of the story or when they know something's missing and they want to find out what that is. So I tap into your records and I have three, it's, it's a system. I have three sheets of information and I sit down and I go through each of the sheets at the end. I do, you know, and I, and it's all on audio. So at the end you get my three worksheets and you also get the um, the audio of everything that I'm telling you because there's a lot of information and people can't remember all that. And I tell them, don't worry about it. You, you'll get everything that I have and you'll be able to listen to it anytime that you want and remind yourself of the powerful light being that you are that you came in with. It's not something else. Well, can I ask you this? It just again, this is just to help people understand and get a better you know, education and hopefully it inspire them to to want to be able to do this. I grew up Catholic. I'm not a practicing Catholic, I will say. I'm more of a spiritual individual. I do believe in God. I do believe in the source. I do believe in the universe and we're all connected. But growing up Catholic, especially as a young child, they teach you it's one and done. There is no reincarnation, there is no another life, there is another, you can't come back and try it again, you can't come back and learn from what you did before, that kind of thing. I have since changed my, my, my outlook on all of those. I believe in reincarnation, I believe in deja vu, I believe in the fact that we are, we come here on several levels to learn. Um, it, in, in understanding the Akashic records and the fact that we can uncover our origins and our purpose and our unique gifts and our spiritual paths and things like this, does does that all fit within that realm that we will come up there, we'll understand that, okay, I'm learning something now, and then, you know, maybe I'm not learning everything I need to learn, but I'll have another try at it? It's, like I said, it's very, very empowering. And, and then after a reading and clearing, I mean, well, the, that's the most important part. I can't help people if I don't, you know, I, if I don't know who you are, I can't help you. Right. And so that's why I get all that information and I just go off that and then I open up the records. You know, it, is this, is it okay for me to do this? Yes, we do that. And then um, you know, then it kind of unfolds from there. Some people just want the reading and clearing, which is great. Other people, uh, I, I do spiritual uh, coaching. You know, I have Embrace Your Soul Masterclass because it's so much information to take mm -hmm. in. I mean, like I said, you get everything that I have and everything that we talked about. But what balances our physical human beingness is our spiritual practice. This is the connection. So we're not, you know, earth isn't for sissies. Earth is the hard place. We come in to do the hard stuff, as we all know. I want to get a t-shirt that says, earth isn't for sissies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, have, I put that in my book, that in my, you know, yeah, because it's not. And people would say, why did I sign up for this? This is awful. And it's like, you did. You know, <laughs> we <it's>, all did. <laughs> I know that we've all asked that questions as to why did I sign up for this? I mean, I, I, you know, everybody that, that watches this show and the new people coming in here, I know I'm, as you and I had talked, I'm a retired police sergeant. I was injured in line of duty. I developed, uh, I got, I, because of that, I developed severe rheumatoid arthritis and I have, I have, I have a disabilities because of that. I went through eight operations. I was supposed to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. It's still sitting. It's in the garage collecting dust. By the way, um, 
I've learned to walk again. I walk my oldest daughter down the aisle. I'm going to walk my youngest daughter down the aisle when the time comes. You know, it it's one of these things that I always ask if if I wrote this out or if the records say this is what I'm supposed to be, if this is what I'm supposed to do, why did I choose that? Why did I choose to come back, do this, to have this disability, to have this disease? You know, because it's painful, you know, at times. It, there, there's there's pain involved with this. Um, there's limits involved with this. There's things like this. And the question always is, why would I do that? You know, you know what I mean? And, and let me tell you why. The only reason is to evolve quicker. Hmm. Because we're all going, have you heard of David R. Hawkins? David no. R. Hawkins is an amazing guy. He's the only one that I know of that, um, that was a scientist and a doctor and an agnostic um, who attained enlightenment in 2012 when he passed. And he gave us more gifts that we are so blessed to have had him and what he he brought the the arts and the sciences together he brought the spirituality and the and the sciences together and he made sense of all of it his foundation they developed he developed muscle testing he gave us the map of consciousness which is what i use for my akashic record readings i mean it it goes on and on and and he had a really tough go you know he didn't believe in god and he kept keeping himself alive because he was so intelligent but one day he knew that he was going out and he said okay if there is a god show me now and he did and we did and we're all just tremendously blessed from what he has has left oh, he for us. well but you know based on that do you think universal spirituality goes beyond religious boundaries Oh, it's it's the beginning. It's not, you know, the religion and all of that. Those are all the avatars that came from the other dimension. Right. So, yes. So what came so all of the avatars and and the physical um being in the physical came from the Melchizedek deck it's called Melchizedek blessing work which you might know from Catholicism but anyway um in the other dimension that was first and then everyone that decided to come in in a physical body that's where they got it and that's why there's all the different interpretations because it was depends on that who came in and how they talked about it but in all the rest of the stuff is in the akashic record past present future it's all there it's that's what it is so it's I, the, I, be the beginning i i know that you i mean it it's i know that akasha the ether I, and i may be pronouncing ether wrong with ether 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 yeah. ether that connects all things and that the elements of uh, creation converge in Akasha, from the research that I've been able to kind of do with before we had this conversation. So from that perspective, you know, I, back to what I said a little bit ago, you know, I do believe that we're all connected, you know, as humanity, we're all connected, and that we're all connected to source, which be God, whatever, whatever somebody wants to call it, mm -hmm. a God, universe, whatever the case may be with, that you believe in, you know, yes. I think that uh, from that, it allows us, like you said earlier, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what this experience on on life today, like what we're going through today, what I'm going through today, allows us to, as you said, evolve, but with the help of what we've learned from the past. Is that correct? Yes. We, mean, okay, everything is one. Everything is connected, and that's that's the way that it is. That's in the you know in the other dimension. We're, we're we forget we come in here and and all it's so set. Everything is separate, you know, and we forget. But then we we get to remind ourselves as we develop at, with the knowing the rest of the story in the other dimension and all of that, then we can, yes, because we have creator source within us. 
We have the seven archangels loyal to creator. The reason we have them is each of the seven archangels speak about the creator source seven different ways. And that's why, well, when we talk about, you know, the, um, the free gift, you know, that that's right. going to be really helpful. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that that what you're saying there to me, the power of the Akashic records kind of reaches out to people like you, spiritual guides and coaches and, and, and people who, who have the gift to be able to open up those, those records. You know, it's almost like going to a library. I know I keep referring back to that, but you know, to me, that's an easy way to understand the analogy. You go to the library, you go to the archives, you pull the book of Michael down and you open the book and you see the origins and you see this and you see what's destined and you see what, you know, what needs to, what could be fixed or, you know, this kind of thing. Do we have in, in understanding that in, in, in that analogy, we'll say, we can go into that Akashic record. You can, with me, go into my Akashic records and you can say, okay, maybe, maybe you're on the wrong path because here is supposed to show this path. Or I would tell you, look, I think I'm on the wrong path. What path should I be in? Can I change the path I'm in? Can I change the path that I'm working on? Can you look in that book and say, yes, the book can be changed? Or, or no, whatever's been written is set in stone, so to speak. No, it's everything is is about what your soul wants to do or my soul wants to do. So it, there, it, I mean, there's past, present and future. But I always say past is is history. The present moment is all we have. And the future is the infinite possibilities. There is no right or wrong way. We as a soul get to choose whatever we want. This is how we're so empowered, you see. I know a lot of people talk differently about the work that they do and how, you know, you, you know, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do. It's not about that. Each one of us gets to choose whatever we would love and we can change it at any given moment. So when you think about the Akashic Records being the infinite possibilities, that means that all of us can do whatever we want. Whatever we want, you know, whatever we want to do, whatever we don't want to do, whatever that is. And, you know, the Akashic Records, you know, it's, it's like a book. It's, it's actually simultaneously called the Book of Life. And we get to write our Book of Life, actually. So that's the beauty of it. That's so people sometimes because of being in the physical, they're so um, afraid that they're not doing it right or that they haven't been able to find, you know, their purpose. When we get quiet and connected to the infinite or to the God source, whatever words you want to use, we have all of that information inside of each and every one of us. So that is, to me, is the good news that I get to share with people. Would, is, would you feel that that's tapping into the true nature of our soul? Absolutely. I mean, and kind of, kind of giving us an inside look. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of a weird way to put it, but. No, it's not weird. It's, it's absolutely the truth. And, and you're a seeker, you know, if you're wanting to know more and like so many people, you know, that I get to work with, they're seekers right. and they want, you know, they want to understand not, not all people, but, but more and more people are opening up to it because I've been doing this for 30 years and, and, you know, people are much more open today than they were 30 years ago. <laughs> You know, it is. I think that there's been a universal um, transformation. I, I do believe with individuals that are kind of opening up to the possibility of what is exactly out there, and that there's more to life than just doing the same old thing: getting up, going to work, driving in an hour and a half traffic, doing your job, spend an hour back in traffic, have dinner, watch a little TV, go to bed, get up and do it all over again. And I think that they're starting to kind of realize that there's more to life than that. Uh, and the more possibilities in that people, COVID, I don't go long into this, but I think COVID is a double-edged sword. It allowed, it allowed us to reflect upon, you know, everybody's going, oh, well, you know, we're not, we're not 
we're not acting normal. We're not doing the normal, the norm. But then when everybody was forced to, to stay home, my, my wife, she got to work from home for two and a half years. In that two and a half year time period that she got to work from home, the work-life balance was so much better than it was with her spending an hour, hour and 20 minutes through traffic that every morning you watch the news in a traffic accident, you're going to hope she wasn't in that one kind of a thing. And then spending eight hours a day toiling and then another hour, hour and 20 minutes coming home in the same town of traffic. And then, you know, scarfing down a dinner, watching a TV or show and then go to bed. We got to get up in the morning. We got to sleep in a little bit. We got to not get up before in the morning. We got to go out on the back patio, have a cup of tea, listen to the birds, look at the trees, smell the fresh air, you know, and then she had a 30 second commute to their desk. And then for dinner, you know, she'd get off at, at 3.30, 30 second commute home. And then we got to relax a little bit, plan a nice dinner, have a cup of tea, relax. You know, it, it to me, that, and to her, and just millions of other individuals, they went, I think that's the normal. You, you know what I mean? You took more time to reflect. We had time to meditate every morning. We meditated before we went to bed. It was fantastic. And then when she went back to work, she got to work from home, still had, gets to work from home two days a week. But the three days a week that she that she does work, it just disrupts everything, you know, all the way around. And we don't get to meditate on those days in the morning. We don't get to, you know, it just is, I think there's been, I, I ranted on too long there. It, I think that it gave us an opportunity to really understand that there's more to life than that and that we just need to open our eyes, our heart and our soul to understand that we have a more unique purpose of being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt about it. <laughs> well, and, and you opening, you, you taking somebody through the, the Akashic Records experience, I, I'm, I'm guessing would, would help those of us that might be looking for more or looking for what is my purpose. You know, I, I was lucky when I got, when I, I was a cop, as I said earlier, and every, most everybody listening to this podcast knows this. You know, that's what I went to college for in the beginning. That's what I wanted to be. That was, I was a sergeant. I was going to take the lieutenant's test. I was going to move up the line like my other colleagues. That was my purpose. My purpose was being a police officer. When that was abruptly stopped, I was angry and depressed and resentful and spiteful. And, you know, when I sat in a wheelchair for four years, my daughter had to push me around. My wife had to carry me to the bathroom. It, it changes your perspective on life until I decided I needed to reinvent my life and maybe that wasn't quite my purpose. I was lucky that those opportunities were presented to me by my daughters, believe it or not, by looking at me saying, I want you to walk me down the aisle, okay, knowing that I could do it, and then coming to me and say, hey, have you ever listened to a podcast? I think you'd be good at it. <laughs> and I went, let me look into this. <laughs> here is an opportunity that we can share experience and wisdom and inspiration and education and motivation to people that there is more to life out there than what is what exists. I've talked to people in 59 different countries. I'm heard in as many countries. It I never would have done that as a cop. No, you know? no. And you know what? Some people live like... 90 years or whatever and other people live the same year 90 times so, so what we get to do is know that whatever we want whatever we would love to have more yeah. of in our lives that we can create it michael just like you did i mean that's a beautiful story because you know a lot of people give up and, you know, that I'm one of those that, you know, never give up, you know, the possibilities are endless. You just don't even know yet. You know, let's, let's get the rest of the story and we can go from there. You know, that's, that's, well, you, you, you drove home with a broken neck. You go back to the hospital with a broken neck. And then here you are talking to me. So, you know, obviously I think some of us are given this unique opportunity to really understand that they, 
there is something more for us here and that we can continue to do what we're doing. But those that, that are out there that are seeking that, that really, really want to reach out to, I, I think that, that and, and again, correct me, but I think that the Akashic Records have a, a transformative potential for somebody to heal and to clear and to you know to clear past trauma like you said earlier and uh to to open your mind and your soul and your body to have a better understanding to live a more positive life a more functionable life you know and i don't know if that's the right word more functionable life but well, you know you could call it anything you want <laughs> well, because you get to choose well, yeah, I mean, and I, I think that, you know, we all we all seek to understand what our purpose is. We all want to know what our, what, why am I here? You know, I, I, I know that I'm here to be a husband. I'm here to be a father. I'm here to be a brother. I'm, you know, I'm here to be, my, my parents are dead, so I can't say, that was rude to say just dead, but my parents are no longer here. In the physical, yeah. In the physical world. So, you know, it it's, it's one of those things that, that I think that we all seek answers. And and luckily there's so many people like you that allow the opportunity for someone to understand what some of those answers might be and where they belong or where they should be. The possibilities are endless. And that's the beauty of it when we believe. <clears throat> how, how do we, as individuals, you know, in general, how can we maybe align ourselves with a higher self and, and, and ask for divine guidance? If we don't have the opportunity to come to somebody like you, I think that, that we still have an opportunity to reach out and touch that guidance a little bit. I think I talk to my guardian angels every day. Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You're already doing it. How, how, and, would, how would somebody do that? Can we, help, can we help others understand how they can reach that point? It is really about our spiritual practice and our spiritual beliefs. So first of all, the belief is, is I can be, do, and have anything that I want, anything that I would love. So that takes a certain belief. Some people don't believe in that. And if, if you don't believe in it, then you, then you're not going to have it <laughs> because whatever, you know, we stand guard at the portal of our thoughts and our words, because whatever we think about, whatever we talk about, we can create because we are the creators. We have the creator source within us and we can all do our own spiritual practice. It is something that I do in the, in the coaching program, but the spiritual practice is, um, Michael, just kind of what you said, you know, you, you said meditation, talking to your angels, deep, um, breathing deeply in order to quiet the, our physical body. What we do is we breathe the sacred breath, I call it the breathe, ground, and remember, but we breathe in the sacred breath that expands our heart space, and we send that all the way down our legs and into the bottom of our feet. We connect with Gaia, the Mother Earth. We're safe. You know, we are safe, so we're not going to float away. You know, we're safe. So the, that's the breathing, the sacred breath, sending it down into your feet. Really, you can wiggle your toes and sometimes you can feel the tingling and go, yes, I am safe. I am safe. And then the remembering is just remembering that you were a soul first and that you have everything that you need. You, you came in with it. It's not something else. So this is more about what do you believe in? Believe in yourself because you have it all. I teach people how to read Akashic Records. Anybody can read them. Of course, you have to want to read them, uh, but I have the training certification. So like I said, the possibilities are endless. And we, can, we actually are the creators of our life. Nothing happens to me 
everything happens for me. Do, for, with that, with that in mind, uh, can we manifest our desires in creating a life of abundance in 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 all aspects? Not just when I say abundance, I don't just mean money. It could be love. It could be friendship. It could be many many things. All of it. All of it. All of it. We're in charge. Remember, we, we're not for sissy, you know, we're, we're not sissies because we came in with the, doing all the crazy stuff. <laughs> so, but then what we get from that is whatever we believe in and whatever we would love when we fill our hearts with the sacred love energy, the Archangel Raphael. You know, it, it, I, we, we have a conversation with the archangels on a regular basis as well. They probably up there going on. Oh, no, it's him again. You take them. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it, it. Can we talk a little bit about maybe some um, some practical? We, we've been talking about Akashic records. We've been talking about what it can do for us. How it can change us? Manifestation, meditation, to, uh, practical applications of the Akashic records. Um, what can that help us do? Uh, so, if somebody wants to come to you and they, or or if they want to you know, do this themselves, if they don't have the means to come to you, you know, um, what are some practical applications of of accessing our and understanding our akashic records? Well, it's it all begins with the connection with our our and believing that we have this physical body. Um, that, that we came into this lifetime, I call it our earth suit. You know, all of us are, we're in our earth suit here, um, you know, on the earth. And then the most important thing is understanding that our heart is the key way to our soul. So where we, where we actually get that power and that information is from our heart soul connection. That's the physical connected to the non-physical. So it, it really is about that energy. So when, you know, for a spiritual practice, the things that we just mentioned, you know, the deep breathing, we want to slow down our body's nervous system so we're not in fight or flight. You know, we want to be calm. That's why the breathe, ground, and remember. And the remembering is, you know, I'm a luminous light being powerful beyond measure. And I have come here to change my life and to change the world. So these are the things that we can do um, even without uh, me reading your Akashic Records. Be you know, and, and like I said, you know, I'm just a facilitator. I'm just the one that says, well, your soul was born, you know, here on this star system and your archangel realms of training, specifically the primary and the secondary realm, that's over here. You know, that gives you some substance, but it doesn't mean that you can't do all of the other things anyway, as long as your belief is solid and connected to your soul. Do you think it can help us make informed decisions like in our career, our relationships, health, you know, those kind of things, or change, I won't say our, our karmic patterns, but change our patterns, basically, from bad, bad patterns to, and I guess, bad habits, you know, to good habits and things like that? Do you think it would allow us the opportunity for that? Absolutely, because the our patterns well okay so we have four bodies we have the the spirit body we have the physical body we have the emotional body and we have the mental body so we all have all of those so the spirit bodies first when we come in and into a baby being and we uh, we then are uh you know, we're in a physical body, then when we come out of the chute, um, that is, you know, our physical body at, at work. Then the, uh, so, so we've got the spiritual and the physical, the emotional body is so important because it's a barometer. It tells us, 
you know, is my energy up here? You know, do what would I love? What would I love? What would I love? Or is my energy down here in the low to no energy coming into our body? That's when I mentioned, uh, you know, the map of consciousness or David R. Hawkins and what, what an amazing man he was. When you look at the map of consciousness, you'll see it 200 or above. That's where the energy is going to manifest and come in and keep our physical body alive. And so our, our barometer is our emotional body. Pay attention. Notice what you're noticing. Am I feel expansive? You know, am I feeling expansive? Am I feeling contractive? If you're feeling contracted, there's little to no energy that's coming into your body. That's why it's so important. Then the fourth body, I always say, uh, kind of the ego body, uh, is the mental body. And we don't want the mental body in the driver's seat. We want the mental body in the back seat just to interpret what our brain needs to know. But uh, the the mental body and the subconscious mind is not going to give us anything that we would love. It's only here to keep our, our physical body alive. So that's where the paradigms are. That's where the old patterns are. That's where we get all hung up in those areas where we question ourselves. We're not trusting ourselves. This kind of thing that comes from the mental body and the subconscious mind. So we want to switch that and, and not go back to those old patterns and those old paradigms that keep us safe, but, but not successful, not happy, not loving life, you know, and, and it's not an either or you get to choose. I get to choose. We all get to choose. Just like when we came in here, why would I choose to do that? Well, be, so I can evolve quicker, you know, that, that, that sort of thing. So understanding the way it all plays out, I think it starts to come to, back together. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, it's something earlier that when we were talking about, we both, uh, as we grew up in the environments we grew up in, uh, dysfunctional family, basically. I know I believe in intergenerational trauma, um, and that sometimes that's carried forward through through that that line. Do you think um, can Akashic records help us connect with our ancestors and our past life to help maybe clear some of that intergenerational trauma? The answer is yes, and I so in the work that I do, um, some people do nothing but past life work, which is fine. The thing is, is I don't want to miss all these other parts because the other parts is what's going to, you know, keep us alive longer and give us all the possibilities. But when someone uh, comes to me with, with something that's going on with them, a lot of times it requires going to a past life. So, so their soul gets to tell me. And then what we do is we we get that information. But I don't want people thinking, oh, I was every, you know, I was a million different things in past lives and it doesn't make any difference. But when it makes all the difference, yes. We we go into it, we we clear it out. Uh, and that usually, you know, that's part of the reading that that comes up. And I, you know, I think it, from that perspective, I think that, you know, I held this is only my personal thing. For the longest time, I held a, um, I guess, resentment and anger for certain aspects of of my childhood and my in my past. I've since worked through it, but I mean, you you get somebody like you know. Uh, for the longest time, I was angry that my father was taken from me at a very very early age, and then you know I understood the dynamics that between my mother contributing to that. So then, of course, that made me anger and resentful towards my mother. Etc. 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 So that I know I carried with me for years. It and and some of it was unbeknownst to me. Some of it was was outright. You know what I mean. And I think that it it contributed. I guess again, both positively and negatively to who I am today. And it allowed me to have a better understanding of that. I think there's a lot of people out there that may be looking for the same answers and solutions. That's the reason I asked that question. That they may be able to get that accomplished by going through 
their Akashic records or connecting with ancestors or, you know, from that perspective, it allows them to be able to, in, to, to gain some closure, to maybe get some forward momentum in their life without letting that hold them back. Absolutely. Like I said, the possibilities are endless. What we just need to show up. <laughs> yeah, that's always there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to continue and keep going, keep talking, but uh, there's so much more we could talk about. But let's get to, if somebody was looking to get with you and looking to uh, understand a little bit more about their own Akashic records and what you could provide for them, how can they find you and reach you? A simple way, uh, my website is www.sharonkaren.com. And on my website, um, I actually have a free gift for all of your listeners. So when you go to the website, sharonkaren.com, up in the banner, there's this, this little white box that says free chakra guide. I highly recommend all of you downloading the free chakra guide. This is going to help you do your own spiritual uh, work. You know, if you're not going to have a reading or not right now or whatever, because this explains the chakras, all seven chakras and all of the seven archangels loyal to creator, because we have all of the creator source energy within each and every one of us. And so this document is really, really helpful for anyone, you know, that would like to take, you know, their spiritual practice probably to another level. It made so much sense to me when I was, you know, back, back in the seventies, when they would teach me, try to teach me about spinning discs, colored spinning discs. I never got that. I couldn't understand that. But when we explain how connected everything is, that it's not something different, that the chakras are you know that energy is the creator source energy is the archangels loyal to creator all of it is connected and we're connected to all that is so that's why that um that free gift is really important um i i do you know akashic training certification for people that want to learn how to read the akashic records because this is my legacy and so the more people that I can train in the way that I've learned it, that's absolutely life-changing, the more I, I, I feel like, you know, I'm leaving my legacy. I don't want it to, when it's time for me to go out of this body, I don't want to take all of this with me. I want to leave it for the next generations so that all of you can take this to the next level because that's what is required. So I have the Akashic Training Certification. I also have um, Embrace Your Soul Masterclass, which is a good one to do after you have a reading and clearing. And that is what explains more than what we're able to talk about here today. Um, that is a group, a 12-week program uh, that is uh, in a group. I also have the deep dive into your Akashic Records, and that's a, that is a, um, a personal um, coaching program. And yeah, I just, I want to meet people where they are. I want to hear what it is, you know, that's going to help you or what you're looking for. And usually I have something that I, that, uh, a way to fill it. That'd be fantastic. And I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes for everybody so they can just click on that and, uh, and go. And for those of you that are here now, it's Sharon Karen. The Karen is C-A-R-E-N, not with a K. So um, just for when you're, if you're just going to go directly, then you need to do it that way. Um, you've also got uh, your opportunity for the book on there as well. Um, we didn't get a chance to talk about the book, but uh, there is information will be in the show notes in regard to that. Um, I could talk for another hour or two, but uh, I know that we both have to go. And <laughs> um, yeah. I... Uh, but I, 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 this is one more thing before you go. Let me try that again. This is one more thing before you go. So do you have any words of wisdom before we go? Love yourself. Trust yourself. When you have it inside of you, 
Just breathe, ground, and remember. Remember how powerful you are. When you breathe into that, you have all the answers. Trust that. Fantastic words of wisdom. I think that we all should take those to heart and practice them. Sharon, thank you very much for spending your time, your experience, and sharing everything about what you provide to us with the Akashic Records and, and your life journey. What an amazing life journey. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Michael. I just love our time together, and I'm so grateful for you and the great job that you're doing in the world. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And for everybody out there watching and listening, one more thing before you go. Have a great day. Have a great week. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of One More Thing Before You Go. Check out our website at beforeyougopodcast.com. You can find us as well as subscribe to the program and rate us on your favorite podcast listening platform.